0: you stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. Let us turn to the good word from the, for this day from Exodus chapter 15, verses 20 to 21. We will listen. Then Aaron's sister, the prophet Miriam, picked up a tambourine, and all the women followed her, dancing with tambourines, <coughs> with, while Miriam sang, singing to Yahweh, who has triumphed gloriously, who has flung horse and rider to the sea.
1: I know you're all here for Ann and not me, so I know that's <laughs> all right down. Um, but pretty much. Um, <laughs> the way I have a happy life is I just do what Ann tells me to do, and now I have my favorite Ann, my second favorite Ann in the world here, and Ann didn't want to preach. Other Anne asked me if I would sing, and I didn't have a really good reason not to. Um, it's really good to be here see old friends and some new people. Um, some of you probably don't remember me. I, I always would joke with my students that I'm so old, I'm the same age as Madonna. Um, <laughs> some of you all are even older than that. Probably. Um, but some of you may remember this song. This is a, an old song that I wrote a long time ago. Uh, when we were here, I was working on my PhD at the University of Minnesota. And it was very iffy whether you could get a job with a religion, with an American studies degree, so my plan B at the time was going to be to be some sort of activist musician playing at protests, like what Ken was just talking about, and I made it my business to learn good songs like ones that we heard that can be used in left trending churches and wrote some of my own music now i 'm retired uh, I spent my career, I actually did get a job, so music moved to the back (laughs) burner. A lot of what I have been arguing for all this time since I've seen most of you is that the liberal church activist tradition did not really die in 1970 like everybody thought that it did. A lot of people think it just kind of ended in 1960 and maybe there was a last hurrah in the 70s the sanctuary movement that a lot of people don't notice. But it's kind of known by everybody, if you read the New York Times or hang around in universities, that t- tradition is dead. Um, I think that's wrong. I mean, I'm, one of the things I'm doing in retirement is working on a book called One Cheer for the Protestant Left. It's not that there aren't problems, right? Everybody knows that there's problems, but if you think it's just like a cup that's broken, and everybody has to be a right wing Christian or on a slippery slope to dying or a Zen Buddhist or like a Viking neo-pagan or something like that because all other roads are blocked. That's basically wrong. So I have a stake in churches like St. Luke standing strong Mm -hmm. and making it to the next generation. I I think that the cup isn't empty. It, It never was full. Now it's one third full. It's not leaking. So, um, so I'm working on, in addition to this book, which I may or may not ever finish, because it's just so desperately uncool. Nobody wants to hear from a guy as old as Madonna about this. I think I'm right, but I don't know if the book will ever go anywhere. I'm also trying to make a recording of some of my music, with the working title of "New Songs for Left Wing Churches." Um, if you go, if you. Google Mark Hulsether Bandcamp, you'll see what I have so far. I have an old recording of this first song for you, the current version, which I think I probably played here at least once. I literally played this song at, at Anne's Ordination before she came to St. Luke in the late 80s. But it's changed a bit since then. But this is about the Miriam that we just read about. okay? Um, a lot of you probably have followed the debates about, like, the place of women in the Bible. Um, I always told my students, half the Bible is pro-slavery, half is anti. More than half of the Bible is anti-woman. Although, if you're anti-slavery, then you're well, pro-half the women. So, like, it kind of balances out. I think that's a better proportion than law in the United States, which is half pro-slavery. and It doesn't make me want to stop worrying about the rule of law or pushing forward. Universities are more than half corrupted and I still want to fight for spaces. So one of the things that you can do is look for women in the Bible. A lot of of you at St. Luke have gone around the block with Jesus and Mary Magdalene. Probably she was the most important disciple of all but she kind of got purged from the Bible. Have to look for gospels outside the Bible gospels for Mary. But Miriam is like that. This is what we were taught at Yale. We're taught that the passage that Anne read might be the oldest and most foundational verse in the entire Bible. Because Hebrews came into being as a coalition of people that were enslaved in Egypt and were trying to start this new. New experiment under the leadership of Moses with Mosaic law coming in behind Moses is God, Yahweh. And that's what the Bible built from. But it turns out that just like Mary was almost as important as Jesus and got kicked out of the Bible, and you have to kind of look under, you have to look for Miriam kind of carefully to find her. It's it's said in the Bible that it's Moses's sister, um, but probably there were a number of leaders that became the tribes of Israel, with Miriam being a leader almost on par with Moses. And then it, um, you can see passages where Miriam is standing up to Moses, and the, like Moses prays to God and says, "What's this uppity woman doing, talking back to me?" They, she gets leprosy, and then the people go on strike until Moses and God heal Miriam. Right? This is one of the stories that doesn't get read much in, in the Bible. There's all sorts of interesting stuff about Miriam being almost as important as Moses. Uh, so I wrote this song called Open Up Your Heart for Miriam, which is basically about that. Um, I've probably said enough about it. Um, most, most of the scholars think that it isn't like the Charleston Heston movie where they all just like Moses, because Moses is a prince in Egypt, built, living inside the palace wall, and he leads the people out. But it's not like some blitzkrieg of the Nazis invading Poland. It's, it's like the underground railroad, and it's like migrants trying to get out of Egypt. And then they meet under the walls of Jericho after 40 years in the wilderness. And Um, Miriam's one of the leaders this is the best biblical scholarship um, but it's not as much known even as the Mary Magdalene stuff this is the song that presupposes that that story of the Exodus with with Miriam in the lead
2: Pretty. stations on a railroad underground open up your heart for Miriam slip down into the night by a tra- on a trail beside the sea Their chariots and their own to the other side. do
0: The church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey, seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.